Hello, my name is Craig Kelly, and this is Common Prayer. So, welcome to everyone for this Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023 morning prayer. Uh, For those that are new to this uh, podcast, what I'm hoping to do is help people who are struggling in their uh, prayer and and, uh, devotion life by utilizing a practice known as the Daily Office. This comes out of the Anglican tradition, out of the Church of England. It involves a liturgy uh, daily of morning and evening prayer. And I'm hoping to um, help people by putting out this podcast to just help give them a a framework in which to uh, spend their time with the Lord daily. Uh, I found this was a great help for me, so I'm hoping that it will be a help for others as well. So, for those that want to follow along with that liturgy that I am going through, you can look up the uh, Book of Common Prayer, published in 2019 by the Anglican Church in North America. And that can be found uh, in a couple of ways. You can go to the ACNA website at anglicanchurch.net. If you click on the Resources tab, you can uh, look for the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, When you click on that uh, link, uh, there should be links that uh, come up for uh, morning prayer and evening prayer. Um, You can even look at the entirety of the Book of Common Prayer from there as well. Or you can go to a website called dailyoffice2019.com and uh, you can follow along with morning prayer that way as well. Or if you'd like to just listen and pray along with me as I um, go through the service, you're welcome to do that as well. So again, let's prepare our hearts uh, for prayer. Um, Just spending some time in silence uh, before the Lord this morning. So again, this is morning prayer for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. This is the Wednesday after the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. And as we do with every service, let's begin with an opening sentence of Scripture. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Dearly beloved, the scriptures teach us to acknowledge our many sins and offenses, not concealing them from our Heavenly Father, but confessing them with humble and obedient hearts, that we may obtain forgiveness by His infinite goodness and mercy. We ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before Almighty God, but especially when we come together in His presence to give thanks for the great benefits we have received at His hands to declare his most worthy praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things which are necessary for our life and our salvation. Therefore draw near with me to the throne of heavenly grace. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God as we say together. Almighty and most merciful Father, We have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. 
We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let us say together the Venite, and in this service the Venite begins and ends with a responsory. The response is, O come, let us adore him. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. O come, let us adore him. The Psalms appointed in this 30-day cycle for the second day of the month for morning prayer begin with Psalm 9. I will give thanks unto you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. Indeed, my songs will I sing of your name, O Most High. When my enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sit on your throne, judging right. 
You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the ungodly. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. As for the enemy, their destruction has come. They are in perpetual ruin. Like the cities which you have destroyed, their memory has perished with them. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment to the peoples. The Lord will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in the time of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have never failed those who seek you. O praise the Lord who dwells in Zion. Tell the peoples what things he has done. For when he takes vengeance for blood, he remembers them, and forgets not the cry of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider the trouble I suffer from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praises within the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit that they made. In the same net which they hid secretly is their foot caught. The Lord is known to execute judgment. The ungodly are trapped in the works of their own hands. The wicked shall return to the grave, even all the peoples that forget God. For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient hope of the meek shall not perish forever. Rise up, O Lord, and let them not have the upper hand. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be merely human. Going on to Psalm 10. Why do you stand so far off, O Lord, and hide your face in the time of need and trouble? The ungodly in his pride persecutes the poor. Let him be taken in the crafty schemes that he has imagined. For the ungodly has boasted of his own heart's desire. The covetous holds the Lord in contempt and blasphemes his name. The ungodly is so proud that he cares not for God. Neither is God in any of his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Your judgments are far above, out of his sight, and therefore he defies all his enemies. For he has said in his heart, I shall never be cast down. No harm shall happen to me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue are ungodliness and vanity. He sits lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and in his hiding places he murders the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lies waiting secretly, even as a lion lurks in his den, that he may ravish the poor. He ravishes the poor when he gets him into his net. The innocent is crushed and humbled before him, 
and the weak cannot stand against his might. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up your hand. Forget not the poor. Why should the wicked blaspheme God, while he says in his heart, You, O God, do not care? Surely you have seen it, for you behold ungodliness and wrong, that you may take the matter into your hand. The poor commits himself unto you, for you are the helper of the fatherless. Break the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until you have brought it all to light. The Lord is king for ever and ever, and the nations have perished out of the land. O Lord, you have heard the desire of the poor. You prepare their heart, and your ear hearkens to it, to help the fatherless and the poor with justice, that the one who is of the earth may terrify no more, to help the fatherless and poor with justice, that the one who is of the earth may terrify no more. Going on to Psalm 11. In the Lord I put my trust. How then can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to the hill? For behold, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may secretly shoot at those who are true of heart. For the foundations will be cast down, and what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the ungodly, and those who delight in wickedness, his soul abhors. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, storm and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loves righteousness. The upright shall behold his face. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson for this morning prayer is a reading from the first book of Samuel, beginning with the 22nd chapter in the first verse. David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him. And he became commander over them. And there were with him about four hundred men. And David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother stay with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him all the time David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not remain in the stronghold. Depart, and go into the land of Judah. So David departed and went into the forest of Hereth. 
Now Saul heard that David was discovered, and the men who were with him. Saul was sitting at Gibeah under the tamarisk tree on the height, with his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing about him. And Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Hear now, people of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, that all of you have conspired against me? No one discloses to me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as at this day. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him, and gave him provisions, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to summon Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests who were at Nob, and all of them came to the king. And Saul said, Here now, son of Ahitub. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said to him, why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, in that you have given him bread and a sword and have inquired of God for him, so that he has risen against me to lie in wait as at this day? And then Ahimelech answered the king, And who among all your servants is so faithful as David, who is the king's son-in-law and captain over your bodyguard and honored in your house? Is today the first time that I have inquired of God for him? No. Let not the king impute anything to his servant, or to all the house of my father. For your servant has known nothing of all this, much or little. And the king said, <clears throat> You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. And the king said to the guard who stood about him, turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and they knew that he fled and did not disclose it to me. But the servants of the king would not put out their hand to strike the priests of the Lord. Then the king said to Doeg, You turn and strike the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned and struck down the priests, and he killed on that day eighty-five persons who wore the linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priests, he put to the sword, both man and woman, child and infant, ox, donkey, and sheep, he put to the sword. But one of the sons of Himelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. And David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I have occasioned the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me, do not be afraid, for he who seeks my life seeks your life. With me you shall be in safekeeping. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say together the words of the Tadeum Laudamus. We praise you, O God, 
we acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all praise, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from all sin. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we have put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope. Let us never be put to shame. The second lesson for this morning prayer service is a reading from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, beginning with the third chapter, the first verse. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words, and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means. For then how could God judge the world? But if through my lie God's truth abounds to his glory, why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not do evil that good may come? As some people slanderously charge us with saying, their condemnation is just. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave, they use their tongues to deceive. 
The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. So that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then overthrow this law by faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us proclaim our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. The Collect of the Day for this Wednesday after the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for Grace. Let us pray. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor run into any danger, and that, guided by your Spirit, we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for mission. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. 
for the honor of your name. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast at this time to offer up your own intercessions and petitions before the Lord, whether for yourself or on behalf of others. So now that we've brought our petitions and intercessions before the Lord, let us thank him for his blessings in the words of the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. So thank you so much for joining me for morning prayer for this Wednesday. Hopefully this was a time of refreshing for you, and a time of spending time in the Lord's presence. And if this has been helpful for you, I'd love to hear from you, hear your story, hear um, what do you think of this podcast. You can reach me at commonprayer419 at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at commonprayer419. And uh, especially if you happen to be living in the Northwest Ohio area, where I'm from, I'd love to hear from you, as there's not much of any Anglican presence in our area, so I'd love to get the chance to get to know you and maybe form some fellowship there. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it, or if you listen to any of your podcasts, um, you can listen to Common Prayer at 8 a.m. Eastern on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Evening Prayer would be at 5 p.m. on those same days. So again, this this has been Common Prayer. My name is Craig Kelly, and I thank you so much for joining us, and I'll see you next time.